everyone <laughs> welcome to the believers podcast i am your co-host eunice i'm so glad to be here glad to be sharing love sharing light and most importantly sharing the word of god today we're going to be talking on personality personality and preference actually and this is from the system of belief of jesus christ our lord is always going to be centered about jesus christ our lord everything we do here is about jesus christ our lord so we're going to be talking about what christianity because i often hear people say things like that's not my style that's not my cup of tea (sighs) i'm not so comfortable doing this this is out of my comfort zone and things like that so what does christianity what does our belief in christ have to say about things that are out of our comfort zone and stuff like that <clears throat> we're going to be reading second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and it says all scripture is given by inspiration of god and it is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness this means that this scripture is trying to say that all scripture is the standard as a child of God so I know that um, as we grew we set our boundaries set our limits on a lot of things but this scripture is saying that all scripture is the boundary for us all scripture sets the standard sets what is right what is wrong what we should be found doing what we should always be doing where we should never be and all things like that kindly note that scripture says all scripture not some parts of scripture not a specific text that i'm attuned with and this also means all scripture properly explained in context to get you don't just get to pick a scripture and say oh this works for me this fine has to be in the right context and it has to resonate with other parts of scripture to get yes so we'll be delving in to things and finding out what scripture has to say about it so for starts we're talking about rejoicing in philippians chapter 4 verse 4 yes the bible says rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice when you look at the scripture it sounds impossible like it makes no sense i mean at least in this world in this falling troubled world of ours it doesn't make sense to say we should rejoice in the lord always because there's like a billion and one reasons to not rejoice there's a billion and one reasons to cry to be sad i mean when you look at the context of this scripture of this verse of scripture you see that this is coming from apostle paul and he was in prison have you thought of have okay first things first he was in prison so we can imagine the conditions there and then think of how most of his life had been paul was flogged he was you know battered being in all sorts of situations 
and here he is in prison saying rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice guys this is proof that what the standard is will not always make sense to us i mean it won't even be appealing to our ears it will be things that will be like uh uh-uh, are you joking are you no are you whining me like are you being realistic but that's what scripture says scripture says rejoice always in everything give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you and i don't know about you but that's my life this right here is my life and you should claim that because this is your life this is the life that you are called to live a life of rejoicing glory to god another topic that people you know are selective on is pray without ceasing <laughs> i know it's really funny or it's it's a joke if i can put it that way or whatever because it so happens that you have your jobs people annoy you some days you're just tired some days you just need a break and then the bible is not saying when it's comfortable the bible doesn't say when you're happy pray when you're sad pray when you need something when things are going your way when you're stranded the bible says pray without season so it does it doesn't have anything to do with your mood it doesn't have anything to do with if you like prayer some people will say that eh, i'm a prayer person i'm not really a prayer person i'm a worship person i'm sorry but as a child of god you are a prayer person and you should pray without season at least that's what the bible has to say about us about our lives pray without season pray without i mean the bible says that men ought to pray always and not be faint so there's no time to slack there's no time to think about it there is no time to i'm not in the mood right now maybe later it's not about your feelings it's not about your comfort and then as we go into this you realize that the christian journey is a lot of out of your comfort zone to be honest not even inside it another thing is like tolerance tolerance so like in situations i knew that when we have like build up of frustration and stuff we people tend to lash out you know transfer aggression be violent be unkind in their words but the bible says that if they slap you on one cheek you should turn the other cheek to collect another slap i mean that that tells you a bit of what god expects from you this just means that as a child of god you are supposed to be long-suffering and it is even a fruit of the spirit long-suffering kindness and self-control it doesn't matter if you have anger issues if you don't you you have like low tolerance levels you don't take nonsense and all of that you're a principal person however we used to rebrand all these things these days if you're a child of god you're supposed to have self-control and if you have self-control you should be able to suffer long 
in unkind situations. You know that people's reactions to things should not change who we are, should not change our reaction to a certain situation. So the thing is, as a child of God, you are who you are, irrespective of whether somebody was unkind to you or not. And who are you? You suffer long. You tolerate. So that's what you do. That is what you do. Another thing is evangelism. This was even my YouTube channel (laughs) some years back. Evangelism. So first things first about evangelism is that I would like us to know that this is our work. It is not just a standard set. It is our work. It's literally what we are called to do. The Bible says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Do you get that? Like, do you understand that? So, like, this is our work. It's what we've been called to do. As a child of God, it is your duty. And then me, I just have to say this part though. I just have to say it. But if you don't believe that there is need for evangelism or you don't see the reason why we should evangelize, I'm sorry, but you're not a nice person. You're not a good person. (laughs) And you can take offense, but you shouldn't. But you're not a nice person because think about it this way. You've experienced the love of God. I mean, it has changed your life. You are in such a better place, but you don't see the need to bring other people to this better place. Don't you think there's something wrong with that? Do you not realize that there's something seriously wrong with the fact that you're experiencing a good thing and you don't see it fit that others should experience it too? This is not even just any good thing. It's the best thing in the world. So you need to sort out your compassion as a child of god you're supposed to be compassionate and jesus christ was the perfect example because we know that all the miracles that jesus christ did was out of compassion so it doesn't matter if you necessarily are a shy person it's your duty i mean whether you're shy or not you go to work so it is the standard that you should preach the gospel to all men. All men. And then if you feel like you are too sinful, you, you know, maybe you are a new convert or you are not even a new convert, but let's say you slipped, you fell out of stuff, you know, you just fell into the world. And then you're back in Christ or you're on your way back to Christ, however you want to put it. And you feel like you're, I need you to understand that God loves you. He loves you so, so much. And so that this gospel could reach you, he died. Do Do you understand that he came to die? I mean, think of the fact that if the person that preached to you did not deem it fit to evangelize where would you be right now so if the bible says 
that we should preach the gospel to all nations, then we should preach the gospel to all nations. May God help us. May God help us. The second to the last thing on my list is fellowship with the brethren. Fellowship with the brethren. In the age of your truth, my truth, my truth is not your truth. Have a personal relationship with the Father. We even now even have online services as another excuse and all sorts. I'm an introvert. I don't like crowds. The church is too crowded. First things first, yeah. God knew that there will be online services before he said that we should fellowship. Jesus Christ knew ultimately because I mean, if God is not bound by time, then he's the God that knows the future, that is in the future, at the same time is in the present, at the same time is in the past. So he always knew there will be internet, he always knew there will be online services, he always knew there will be YouTube, there will be Mixler, and all sorts. But we're still asked to fellowship with brethren. It's like how corporate assemblies, all these things, they have their special importance. And all the after service shenanigans. You can't do that from your home space though. And it doesn't matter if you are an introvert. <laughs> if you say you're an introvert, you can't fellowship with your brethren. How are you going to get iron to sharpen your iron in the times where your iron is weak? How? It's when you go to church and after service you relate with people, you fellowship with people, that you get to make friends that can stand in gap for you, that are present, that can be there for you. But if you're always at home, that's why a lot of us are still single <laughs> because you don't go out. <laughs> okay, but that's not that's not what we're on about. The last but not the least are the gifts of the spirit. The Bible says, earnestly desire the best gifts. Earnestly desire the best gifts. In 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1, the Bible says, pursue love. The Bible says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. This already shows us that if we're being asked to desire spiritual gifts. That means he did not say desire just one spiritual gift. He said especially that you may prophesy. Desire all spiritual gifts, but especially the gift of prophecy. And then in verse 5, he goes on to say, I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you prophesied. I just want to round this up by saying that God is in us the Spirit of God is in us to will and to do according to his pleasure the Spirit of God is in us to will and to do according to his pleasure so while all these things may seem impossible and unrealistic and a whole lot 
God's spirit enables us to do these things. And when you submit to the spirit, you it just even sometimes it is like unconscious. You just realize that the things you wanted, the things you derived joy from doing has changed for if somebody frustrates you your first reaction is to change it for them straight but these days you're just calm you're just relaxed and when you start noticing these changes embrace them embrace them our belief is a core to change desires that's how you recognize growth so once you see these changes in your desires embrace them one thing you have to realize is that as a child of god you must be open to change you must be open to learning unlearning relearning changing your mindset to fit the standard of christ so when you realize that as a spiritual being as a child of the most high god that nothing is impossible for these things are possible abiding to this standard is possible because god's spirit is in you to do them i pray that the word of the lord is expanded in our hearts we gain more and more and more understanding say thank you all for listening to me again today i sincerely hope that this blessed you i know that it blessed you anyways but yeah thank you so much for listening saturday 9 a.m look forward to next week i'm glad to have you here thank you